What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff Show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Atlanta, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas Podcast. The Chase Thomas Podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I'm now joined by someone who is often wrong about professional wrestling, whether it goes from Johnny Gargano, who lost last night, as I texted good friend Mike Pelugia of The Athletic about last week, where I said the only two logical choices were Cole and Balor. My head said Balor, what I wanted said Cole, and guess who tied? Balor and Cole, because Chase Thomas knows professional wrestling, and uh, unfortunately, Mike Bellucci does not. Mike, good afternoon. How are you? There's a difference between me being wrong because I had no logic of what I'm thinking, and wrong because the WWE is a is a you know a sinkhole, and its once flagship product is sort of losing its way lately. And this is the latter, Chase. This is the latter because there was only one move that actually made sense. And they did not do that move. They didn't even, they didn't even make that move the runner-up choice. Uh, it was... Uh, well, he knew Johnny, Johnny Gargano has not been go. good. I disagree with that. I think he with Johnny Gargano works... Okay, I think it works in some ways and it doesn't work in other ways. I think he needs to stop trying to appropriate some of the stuff he did as a face into being a heel. Like, you can't talk about, like, I know who I am now and, you know, I'm I'm you know johnny wrestling and all that stuff he's got to drop all that what he is great at is being a chicken shit heel and he did that in the, in the independence and he's very good at getting people to he's just a little weasel like the fact that he got that pin last night without actually doing anything himself is perfectly emblematic of where he's going and my whole thing for why i thought gargano was the logical choice is this there's only one person in this match that they have any sort of a long-term runway built for, right? Like, it's one thing when you say, I'm going to be champion. Everybody says that. But when they have had him and Candice parroting this line about they are going to be the first male and female champion, you know, together, that's essentially, that's in the same tier as Undisputed Air holding all the gold. Like, that's too specific for them not to pull the trigger on at some point. So you have that in your pocket. You have the fact that Gargano is the only guy in that group of four who hasn't had a long run with the title. And you have the fact that he's the best wrestler on their roster and makes everybody look good. Granted, all those guys can work. Like, that's not really the problem you're going to have here. This wasn't going to be a killer cross situation where it's going to be like, how are you going to milk good matches out of this? All of them can work. 
but Gargano makes everybody look good. And so there was a very clear runway with this because you can't, after you had Cole drop the belt to Lee, Lee do the short title run, Lee drop it to Cross, and Cross get hurt. Like, we're in agreement. You can't drop that belt again for a while, right? Whoever wins next week is going to take this into, I don't know, mania season? I can't see that this being a short run. And so Gargano gives you new looks that you have atop the card because you haven't seen him be a long-term champion. You can stretch his matches out and then eventually get the, you know, the women's belt on Candice and have her go over Io Shirai and then do a whole tandem run and stretch that out. They could have just made that work for a very long time. Whereas with the other three options, it was never to be Champa. He just came back a week ago. We don't even know what he's doing. Uh, we just saw Adam Cole be champion for a record amount of time. And I don't even know. Is he a face? Is he not a face? Do we even know what's going on here? The only way the face stuff works is if the Undisputed Era turns on him. I think that's the only way they can do this. Where they so kick him we were- out and Roddy becomes the, the new depleted leader. Um, so, so yeah. So, but okay. Let's let's. There's no logic. Though. I don't know how he Cole just turns champion. face. And also, he can't really turn face until the crowds are back too, which is something that I think about. Where people want to cheer Adam Cole, like that is something that people just naturally want to do. Enjoy, but yes. yeah, him turning like it's so weird to turn right now with no crowds. Like turning anybody is just kind of pointless to me at the moment across the board. I think you can. Well, I think it depends. And, like, look, this was one of the things that the, uh, the most successful heel turn they've had in a while is Gargano. That, uh, even without crowds, uh, I mean, it makes sense. You're seeing there, there's an actual rationale for why he did it. You could sit there and say in the aftermath, you may not like it as much as I like it. But when it happened, it made a lot of sense, and it was a very clear line of what they're doing. Right now, the problem is they have a lot of characters who are very muddled. Um, you know, I saw the Voices of Wrestling Twitter account tweet this out the other day, and it was, it was hilarious. Because it's kind of true, they, they basically listed Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and I forget who the fourth person was. And all it asked was, are these people faces or heels? And nobody had the same set of four answers. Uh, at least you know what you're getting with Gargano. Um, but with Cole, right, so you can't have the Undisputed Era turn on him when he's on top. You know, so if he takes the belt back, he's going to be healed. We just did that. What are we going to do? Another chase of Adam Cole? We're not doing that for another year. So it's pretty obvious at this point, Balor's going to go over. Okay, Finn Balor's been back for almost a year. How many memorable moments has Finn Balor had? How many things has Finn Balor done that you've actually invested in? And what is Finn Balor actually doing? Because to me, there are only two things he was involved in that I actually really cared about. One was we never got the Adam Cole match, which we're going to get next week. And so let's say Balor goes over. Uh, so he's champion. Maybe you do a, you know, a, a rerun of that at a, you know, the next takeover. Have Cole go you know, wrestle him again. Balor go over again. You officially finish that off. Okay. And the next thing was Gargano because it was so unexpected when, Gar- when Balor turned on Gargano. So after that, what has Finn Balor been doing for the last year? And I can't think of anything I've cared about. And I don't know how much of that is WWE's writing. I don't know how much of that is Finn cutting, I guess, promos in a tunnel by himself, but I don't know what the direction is. And maybe I'd feel a little bit better about this whole thing if I didn't remember what the Finn Balor reign was like the first time. The Finn Balor reign, the chase to get Finn Balor the belt over Owens was great. And then Finn Balor got the belt, and it was it was a slog for a lot of it. Um, 
And that was sort of the first hallmark of the, you know, that was the, the start of the first dip of NXT, which I would say probably, you know, the, you know, somewhere midway through his first run through like the nadir as Bobby Roode as champion. Cause no, just absolutely not. Uh, and then it started picking back up again more once almost got the belt and, you know, it was great. And now we don't know if this is going to be another dip, but I've seen Finn Balor be champion. So what are we going to do? Is he going to be, I think he's a face. I think he's more of a face than a heel. Uh, we've already seen him wrestle good wrestlers on takeovers and it's, I don't care. I, do you care? Am I off here? Or do you, have you cared about anything Finn Balor's doing? Cause to me, I I enjoy watching Finn Balor wrestle. He's good at what he does, but I just, don't know what the direction is. I don't know what his character is. I'm not vested towards anything that if I think this is going to be a six month reign, that doesn't excite me at all. At least, you know, like I love Gargano. I think he's an amazing wrestler, but even if I didn't, at least there's a plan. At least there's something that I know this is what you're going to do. And you've prepped me to be on a journey that I think will be interesting. They are going to have to build a whole lot of runway up in front of him. And I don't have a lot of faith in them doing that. Well, when they haven't, they've had him back for a year and he was their big marquee move when they went live and they haven't done anything interesting with him. I think Karrion versus Balor at takeover around WrestleMania season next year would be interesting. I think the build would be interesting. I think they're going to, there's a way around there. They would go very, the fiend Bray Wyatt spookiness of just him bringing out the demon to take down cross and give cross his first loss. And, um, that's what I'm guessing they're going to do is they're going to build towards those two eventually squaring off one-on-one months down the line and they're going to keep them apart. Um, I don't know. It just depends on like what Balor wants. Like I feel like Balor left the main roster because he was tired of um, the grind, and he's married. He's hanging out, living a good life. Balor's pretty pretty chill. He's forty. He is on the back end of his career. Like his prime is over. I I don't know if that's something he really cares about. Like I wonder if and you're assuming that he's getting a six month reign. I don't know. Like it, 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 he could be a transitional champion. I I don't know. They've um, just had a three short. They've just had, but I don't think it matters. Three times. Nothing though. that matter. Nothing in the post fan era matters. Like I really, really don't think That's any of it matters. Um, they could reset everything, and like I, what I hope they do on like Raw and SmackDown is like Vince McMahon wakes up from a dream, snaps his fingers, and we we're starting over like everything that just hasn't had like everything that's happened over the last few months like drew mcintyre just didn't happen um that would be a great start <laughs> um i don't know wow, I just, you're just taking shots at all my people at this point well you so here's your problem um you invest in the wrong people yeah <laughs> um you know i mean look i don't think the drew you know i think Drew holding the belt. I mean, it was a victim of bad timing, right? We can objectively agree with that. Like, this would have gone over way better if he had a real mania moment and springboarded from there. But in some ways... I mean, like, we disagree on what his mania moment would have looked like, but sure. Uh, I think you you under... I mean, look, I know you're not the biggest fan of the guy, but that crowd at the Rumble was fucking white hot when he won. That was the first time in a while that the guy they wanted to win and they were behind actually got it and at Rumble. So I think you're underestimating how much they would have enjoyed seeing that paid off because it was basically not only were the fans wanting this, but the comps solicited them for once. So I think he would have gotten over pretty big at, Rumble, at Mania if there was a crowd. I mean, the problem that he had in a lot of ways is that there is people kind of ready for him to work with at the top of the card because they're terrible at developing talent. And I don't think Drew is that guy who's going to make people a star right now because, hell, like 
late 2019, people weren't thinking about Drew McIntyre doing this. They pushed him so quickly. And that was something you and I have talked about before that, you know, I've always thought that he could be at the top of the card. I thought he'd be better doing it as a heel, but it just felt very rushed and felt very abrupt. Well, then you put him atop the card. You don't have crowds. You don't have guys ready for him to work with. Uh, Okay, now what? You know, it just was a situation that wasn't ideal, and I don't think many guys could carry that right now. And the fact that I think you could be a main event guy like Drew is and also not be a megastar who carries six months of pandemic programming by yourself when the company doesn't know what they're doing. That's okay. Um, But, you know, like, I don't know. I think, like, at the end of the day, the reason that this matters for who they're going to put that belt on and if they're going to give them a long reign between now and Mania is the fact that they're in a ratings war. They're competing. And if you don't have a compelling reason for people to sit around and watch your top guy while AEW is – gaining more and more steam week in, week out, that's a damn problem. If you're going to sit here and say, okay, yeah, we've got a plan for Finn Balor and involves the guy who, you know, isn't going to be back for five, six months. What are you doing in these five, six months? You got to do something, you know, because NXT isn't raw and SmackDown. I don't think they've got that brand equity. People forever much you and I or whoever don't enjoy a lot of what happens in the main roster. I think the main roster to a point is sort of bulletproof. I don't think NXT has that sort of brand equity uh, among casual fans. It's the hardcore fans who enjoy it. And if the hardcore fans like a better product, uh, which they perceive AEW to be that, they don't well, have AEW to is. I don't know what the case is for NXT or AEW in the last few months. I, I don't know what the what the case is. I don't know how I you, think the only you case you can make... Uh, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I probably tend to agree with you. I think that the case is that I think if... You know, and it's the problem is, is that the case hasn't changed in years, right? I think at their very best, if you put a bunch of wrestling matches on uh, and just you enjoy really good ring work, I still think NXT's best guys are a little bit better, but it's the same thing. It's, you know, I, I enjoy wrestling a lot and I find NXT to be a chore sometimes to watch because it's the same thing for two hours. AEW is very good at mixing it up. They're better at writing stories. There's just so much intrigue. It's fun. I don't think NXT is fun at all. I think it's impressive in a lot of ways, but I don't think it's necessarily fun. Um, but Can we move so them to Thursdays, big... by the way? Can we just move them to Thursdays? I mean, yeah, they're, honestly, they should not be competing. Like, just throw it and have NXT. Just Are you saying AEW or NXT? Move? NXT. Or does it really like, matter? And AEW like, owns Wednesday. Like, I think AEW keeps Wednesday. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, at this point, yeah. I mean, they should move NXT, but Vince, Vince's ego won't let that happen. There's no way. But also, we'll all enjoy it more. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like the fact that they're both going on and the ratings war stuff is stupid and I, I'm already exhausted from that conversation and I'm not interested in it. I, um, but I found I the like weeks the that NXT and AEW me- are not the same days, I enjoy both a lot more. Yeah. That's interesting. See, I, I I will say I agree with you. Rating, ratings wars are just a kind of tired discourse to be in. The one thing I do enjoy about it is only that it legitimizes, like the way things are broken, it has just continued to legitimize why AEW will succeed and I want them to succeed. And people who, you know, were being skeptical and just making bad faith arguments have one less bad faith argument to make because it's very clear this is working. So I enjoy it that you have tangible proof that people want this. But yeah, otherwise it sucks. Um, I mean, I'm different in that I don't watch it as much live the night of. Usually I'll just DVR both and I'll just periodically, you know, I'll take the next week and I'll just watch them in the mornings of the meeting breakfast. That's generally how I watch uh, Dynamite and how I watch NXT. So for me, I don't perceive it the same way. But even then, like, I just think, I, I think Dynamite is so much better paced and it's just so much more eclectic. So that even if, like, 
you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, are there four guys? There, there. Yeah, there are four guys on AEW's roster that if they put them in a really good 60-minute Ironman match, I would really enjoy watching. I think that's pretty right. Who's to say. your four? But like, I'm trying to think. I would say. I mean, Omega. I would say Phoenix. I would say. I mean, if we're counting, if he's Jericho would die currently. Well, I'm saying I'm counting if he's embargoed, but I would say. Well, no, I'm uh, saying Jericho would I think would actually those. die in a 60 man Iron Man match with those four. <laughs> yeah, um, that's that's not his that's not his bag anymore. Um, so I would say I would say Pac if he were allowed Pac, in the United yep. States, and who would be the other one? I don't think Hangman's at that level. Um, I don't know. I have to think. I don't think but it's Cody. There's the thing, right? No. I'm trying. To, that's, um, oh, I know who it is. Jungle Boy. Really? Yeah, Jungle Boy would be a lot of fun in that. Jungle Boy. I mean, honestly, actually, to tell you the truth, I mean, well, because I'm, I'm, I was thinking Phoenix. I wasn't even thinking the obvious thing. Uh, put his brother in there. Pentagon. Pentagon. It's the fourth. Well, guy we can't there. have totally. them both. We can't have them both. That's cheating. Okay, that's fine. I mean, look, you're, maybe you're higher on, on Jungle Boy than I am. I, I don't know. Jungle Boy. I like Jungle Boy. Like, I'm not... He's getting better every month. Really? Jungle Boy is getting better and better and better. Yeah, Jungle Boy. Do you think? Be... Do you think Jungle Boy? Do you think Jungle Boy will be a bigger star than Sammy Guevara? Yes. I do not. Interesting. I think Sammy is just as good an athlete. I think Sammy has a better build. I think Sammy has charisma that maybe Jungle Boy gets that in time, but it's not like Sammy's that much older. I don't. I think for me, I want to see how Jungle Boy transitions out of this gimmick because this isn't a main event gimmick. I think he's just naturally not a very big dude and that's okay but like he just is very slender and i just he's still rough on the microphone you know he doesn't have a lot of he's rough but i think natural... he's getting bigger i i think jack i mean the I mean, luke perry stuff's gonna help him down the line i, I just i think yeah jack i mean perry, he's on that jack jungle boy perry is like i just he's gonna be a top guy like he's going to be a world champion down the line all right i see i don't know i don't see that I mean, maybe. I'm not saying no, but I mean, for me, I look at Sammy Guevara and I'm like, God, he's so good as just a shithead heel, and he's such a good worker, and he's already got like the right look. Like for me, I think Sammy's going to be huge. I mean, obviously, we both know MJF is going to be guaranteed money at the top of the card. I don't think he there's has any to win, right? I don't know. I'm kind of leaning towards he doesn't. I think he has to win. I mean, it's. I don't think he has to because he's so young, and because he hasn't taken a loss yet. But like, you could have a story, and match. where this comes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's more interesting if he embarrasses Moxley. Like, I think that's because Moxley got the upper hand. This well, he's week. not gonna embarrass. I mean, embarrassed in the sense that like he beats Moxley in a way that just Mox <laughs> cannot believe. Like, he has to do something where he embarrasses Mox, where he catches Mox off guard with something. And Mox not using the paradigm ship. Like it's a lot more interesting if Mox has to deal with the fact every week on Impact or on Impact on uh, Dynamite that Dynamite. he does not have the title and MJF's just walking around. I think it, Dynamite is more interesting with Mox losing his shit at losing the belt to somebody like MJF. And if you really want to solidify MJF as a top top guy in your company, you can't have him lose this because if he loses, he's losing clean. <laughs> Yeah, but if he's losing clean, he's losing to the guy who's number one in the PWI 500, who hasn't lost, who's the biggest crossover star that they've had from WWE. It's that he's 
totally protected if he loses I love Mox, to John Moxley. But I think it's interesting if he loses the way that MJF is keeping him away, where he's like, he lost inside the ring because the way he works is outside the ring and pulling people out. Like, that would be an interesting story to go with. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't look. I certainly don't think it's a bad idea if MJF does take it, but I just think he'll be fine if he doesn't. I mean, the guy is what twenty four. You know, you don't have to put the belt on him right now and the, inside the you first year. You got to put the belt on, brother. Existence. It, yeah, it, when they are less than a year old, you were going to put the belt on him and put that on him. I don't know. I don't think you have to do that. I, I just think you give him main of experience right now. I think you let Moxley hold on to it for longer. If MJF has it, it's great. I think there's a lot of ways you have brilliant programming with it, but I don't think it's a problem at all if he loses to Moxley. That, to me, doesn't dim his star even a little bit because that's the most legit guy in the company you're losing to. Hmm. What do you think is going to happen to this in this tag match, this tag title match? Because that's the thing to me that I'm so intrigued by. That is by I think far FTR the storyline that I am just invested in. Yeah, but okay, how are they going? Hmm. Does Hangman outright turn an Omega? Does no, Hangman get I don't think played do by that. FTR? No, well, I mean clearly they're setting up something when he he screwed. I mean the whole point of why he screwed over the Bucks was because of the conversation he was having the week before with FTR. They're already manipulating him. So I can see the Bucks. Hang- I can see the Bucks costing him. I could see that. I could see Hangman screwing over Kenny, and you have basically a six man of the elite versus those three. I could see just Hangman being an idiot drunk who gets manipulated by smart heels. I could see it going so many different ways. The one thing that I can't see, like you got to make a title change there, right? I don't know how. Yeah, FTR is you, winning. I mean, for sure. Yeah, I, I think. I think they're winning, and I think you kind of have to have the point. I don't know what your justification is for continuing to keep the belt on Kenny and on Hangman at this point when you have a really good team to put it on, especially because like they're playing it very smart and biding their time until we finally get FTR on the Bucks. Um, Do you think they're building to the I, Four Horsemen with Cody, FTR, and um, Sean Spears? So, I mean, I kind of think so. Like, I think we, have you and I talked about this before? I've definitely talked about this with somebody, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think. Does Cody get involved uh, and I, help FTR win? What if Cody got involved? It'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, it would be very abrupt. And I don't know if that's the sort of way they tell their stories. Like, I don't know if they do the full on shock thing. Um, maybe they could. But see, because like the whole the justification for why I guess he'd turn would essentially be what that he feels like the elite abandoned him and hasn't helped him. But like, if that's the case, then you need to, and that's really about feeling abandoned. And he totally hinted at stuff like that. I don't know what earlier in the year on television. If you want to make you know make that argument apply, well you can't have when he's getting destroyed by the dark order, have his family come out and help him. You've got to have nobody help him. And then he really feels betrayed as opposed to they're always having him walk the line of like, well, who are his actual friends? You know, like and you could have a bunch of different answers. So I don't know. It just would feel very strange if he throws himself in there. Um, I think before, I don't think he's going to check himself on this this weekend. I think they have to make this about hangman in some capacity so that you have some direction to pull him from Omega before you start worrying about how Cody gets involved in this. Um, that's kind of where I'm thinking. I think it, this weekend can't be about Cody jumping. I think everything has been building around Hangman Page in this angle, and so you have to have the payoff be about Hangman Page. Last thing, and then we got to wrap up. Um, Keith Lee, Monster yeah. Push. Um, what do you think? Let's do it. 
I'm 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 a huge Keith Lee mark. I'm uh, I am about as high on Keith Lee as I am my boys Gargano and Drew, which means actually you probably hate Keith Lee, don't you? I like Keith Lee. I think he has a lot of upside. His new theme and what they did there. Oh, that's I don't understand that's... what the line of thinking is there. Why? Why does Vince? What does Vince have a deal? Like, what does Vince deal with thick boys who have their shirts off? Because he did the same thing to Chris Hero. Like Chris Hero. Well, Chris Hero is a little bit different. Gear. Chris Hero, I agree with. I agree with Hero's the Chris a Hero thing. It's not his fault. Look at Chris Hero 2007, um, and then look at Chris Hero. Yeah, now. he has a he, he has a thyroid condition. That's why. I'm not disagreeing. I, I mean, I, look, as someone who has a thyroid condition as well, on the opposite end. Um, now there you go. I, I still don't disagree with doing that though. <laughs> well, but okay, but like, condition aside, like I understand I, the the idea there. Well, I, I mean, the other difference is that Keith Lee was doing this up until he showed up on Raw, right? And then you change the look, and it was a classic like meddling thing that they do. Um, end of the day, the biggest thing with Keith Lee is just that it's always wherever he's gone. Newton all the way through the Indies, all the way to NXT. There's something about that dude that people gravitate to. Yeah, and it's not just the athleticism. You know, it's it's the character, it's the charisma. He's just so. I mean, it's very hard in professional wrestling to get over as a cool, collected guy, and just. I mean, he doesn't lose his shit very much. You know, but he's just. It's just that quiet confidence, and 99 times out of 100, guys can't do it, but he does it. And I just think, like, the reason I have faith to see that the main roster will not fuck him up is I just, they tried to do it on NXT. People forget how buried he got at one point. And he came back from that. You know, on the indies, he was a late bloomer. I mean, he was he was only a thing in the independence for maybe two years before he got signed. But in those two years, he held pretty much every belt you could hold at every promotion he worked. He was PWG champ. He was Evolve champ. He was, um, I mean, he, everywhere he went, that guy was succeeding. So I just kind of think it's going to work because I think the 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 attributes speak for themselves. You know, just big dudes can't shouldn't be able to do the things he does. But there's just something about him that I think he just translates on TV. And like, look, at the end of the day, Vince is always going to like a big athletic guy, right? Like the fact that Apollo Cruz has continually gotten chances and they finally pushed him. I love him in the ring, but the guy doesn't have personality. So Keith Lee is great in the ring and has personality makes me think that it'll be okay in the end. And I'm pleasantly surprised that they are... I mean, look, they can always lose interest, right? They lost interest in Ricochet pretty fast. But Ricochet... Well, you know, hold on. He's in the main event. Did you not see? What? What happened? He's in the main event. I don't watch Raw anymore. Oh, no, no, no. I meant main event, the TV show with Mustafa Ali. He is on main event. Oh, well. Things are great. I mean, there you go. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, we've got that. So, I mean... He's sitting there, and I mean, there's a perfect example, right? We thought they were going to push Ricochet to the moon. Now, the difference is that Ricochet is unbelievable in the ring, but Ricochet doesn't have that charisma that really translates on no. TV. Bad voice. Beefly does. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Ricochet that, has a terrible how much does, voice. How much does, yeah, I feel bad. Um, but I don't know. I think the Keith Lee thing's going to work, and I think Vince won't get tired of it. Like Keith, that's really the thing, right? Keith Lee will work if you don't get tired of Keith Lee. I don't think Vince will actually get tired of him. I don't know. Where are you at with this? I mean, I think Keith Lee is good enough, and I think clearly, like when they had him have that moment with Brock months ago, it was like, yeah. okay, they clearly see something there. And if, I mean, they see him as the 
their next Brock with Brock no longer under contract and like there's clearly some brightness to him because they had him beat Orton clean in six minutes like there is some clear can we make this guy our new Brock stuff with Keith Lee Um, yeah so the question is like if you're if you're giving Orton that title shot again you're gonna put Orton over Drew so do they I mean are they gonna give Orton a short reign and let Lee take it off in the fast or is it gonna be kind of what I think might happen with MJF and Moxley where it's like hey if you're in the main event this fast you're going to get shine that we could use for the future. It's okay if it's not your time now, because this won't hurt you. I don't think he's going to be challenging anytime soon. I mean, they've set themselves up for if Randy goes over, I mean, that's I the logical Randy's move going over, to come out. Why wouldn't you have already done that? Now that Randy's lost to Keith Lee, why would you have Randy go over Drew now? I think Drew's going to keep it for a little bit longer now that the fact he beat Randy. The other, the other wild card in this, by the way, is like, we don't know when Edge is healthy. Because they could let Randy go over and then make Randy versus Edge for the belt. And I'm a gigantic Edge mark, but I don't really think I want that. Like, uh, let's enjoy Edge being back. Don't don't just try the, he's back and he's a big name for the past. Let's put the belt on him again. Well, Riddick Moss is really making a name for himself on uh, Raw <laughs> Underground, so we can't, re- we can't uh, leave him out as young guy. Riddick Moss, man, I, I really thought when he was wrestling with Tino Sabatelli that he would be the Gennetti in that situation. But he proved me wrong. He's still around. I think they're both the Gennetti in that situation because they're both bad. <laughs> well, Riddick, Riddick has a Riddick has a job, and Tino got released, so Riddick there by default wins is not the Gennetti. Well, isn't Tino with Mandy Rose? Uh, I don't know. I think he is. So I think he still gets the. the uh, I mean, he's got there. he's got his NFL money. I hope he still. I hope he saved his money. Has his NFL money in the bank. Hmm. Yeah. No. Riddick Moss. Uh, he stinks. Um. He's, he's, yeah, not a big fan. Not a big fan. Um, but he played football. I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, former football player. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with Keith Lee. I, I don't think they're going to put the belt on him anytime soon. I think they're going to do what they always do with these new guys they like temporarily. Is They're going to have them win some matches early on. Then they're going to realize that they don't want to put the belt on him too soon. And then they're going to have them take a bad loss with all their momentum. And then they're going to fall by the wayside for a little bit until they're ready to... Uh, throw them back in the mix and then four years from now keithy will get his title <laughs> and uh people will care significantly less yeah that'd be yeah, my guess yeah. i mean usually that's where this falls i do think he may be different i think he could be that's different, the difference and i don't normally I. i'm a glass that. half empty person and you're a glass half full person mike hey man me the dude he didn't think new wrestling i told you kofi would get a title at some point and lo and behold Against all odds, where so, literally they wanted to do nothing less than uh, give Kofi the belt. They wanted... As Big E confirmed. They could not have been any less interested in doing it, but they did it anyways. But the point is, um, they didn't want to do it. And I don't know if they still wanted to do it. I, I have my doubts. And, um... But they did it. And that's sure. the point. And at some point... At How some did that point, rain You know, I, Not great. Not great, Bob. Not he, great. uh, he got F5'd and pinned immediately right that that's what happened yeah it was like eight it was like eight seconds it was very very deeply shitty it was very much vince's fingerprints all over that yeah they're like they never saw him as a top guy he'll never touch the title again he'll never sniff it again like it's no, no 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 and and no and then I mean, you know what though that's like 
that's okay. I'm, and I said this before you got it, and I maintain it since. There is always, you know, there are certain circumstances where it makes sense to do something like that. Like Chris Daniels getting a short run as Ring of Honor champion. Chuck Taylor getting a run at PWG champion when he was the jobber of all jobbers in the company for a long time. When you have the right guy and the crowd is behind it, and you listen to them, you can't do it often, but every now and again, it makes a lot of sense to ride that wave. And, you know, Daniel Bryan's the exception because Daniel Bryan, they rode that wave, but Daniel Bryan is a legit top guy, should always be in the main event circle. Most of the time, it's not, but that's okay. It's totally fine that Kofi gets one reign and that's it. That reign was the right thing at the right time. He deserved, I don't know if he deserved it to go as long as it did, maybe. I feel like it fell flat at points, but when he got it, it was totally the right call. And, Cool. That's great. Not everybody has to be a five-time, ten-time WWE champion. You can be a one-time WWE champion. It's cool. All right. Mike Pellucci, we can read you at theathletic.com. Dallas, something you would like to plug? Yes, sir. Get out of here. Uh, I have a very, very large story that's probably going to be dropping late next week, so keep an eye for that. Oh. Yeah, big, biggest story I've done this year, actually. So um, I, uh, not I'm getting taking a break. To the Braves, I assume. Yeah, because you guys are selfish enough not to overpay by trading a uh, top five prospect for him. <laughs> I mean, I would shame on you, the fifth guy for Lance Lynn, because you know they have they have Ian Anderson and uh, the corpse of Cole Hamels and uh, Max Reed. That is Max Reed. that is the list. Max Reed, baby. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, they supposedly there was going out last night. The Rangers wanted a Pash or Waters, and it's like that's not happening, guys. Come on. You're not getting Pash, but I would listen on Waters. Um, you got to eventually cash some chips in. You got to eventually do what the Padres do. I mean, Shout yeah, I would, not, I would not. I would not. Uh, well, the Padres didn't actually cash in their big chips, right? I would not trade your Waters for Lance Lynn. Um, that that would have been a terrible idea. They were right not to pay the price that the Rangers were asking if that was the Rangers' price. Um, you know, I mean, Braves are young. Braves are young. You're going to be fine. Okay. Your opening day starter isn't going to hear this year. Okay. If you say so. Yeah. If you say so. All right, Mike. Don't, don't be so you. fatalist. Be fatalist about the Hawks, not the Braves. Okay. Well, um, how about all of them? Um, <laughs> Mike, always a pleasure, sir. Um, Johnny Gargano Thanks, stinks. buddy. Oh, hurtful. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program. And if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. Goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.